0: Everybody and welcome to Sonic Talk number three hundred and ninety-six. Today we are twenty-four hours late. Uh, yesterday my daughter was performing in a sort of local school um, thing, so I, I felt I had to go to that, obviously. And I thought, uh, what's a day amongst friends? So I hope you didn't uh, uh, get up in the middle of the night or anything too drastic to watch us yesterday, because uh, there wasn't. Although I did play out some a few treats because I got back to the studio in time to just sort of throw a little bit of exclusive video up, but that was it. So. Uh, but that's just that was fleeting that's what we call just live there was no stream of that but that will be up soon so i want to say thank you very much to everybody for joining us this week uh, thank you to the ever present fulsome chat room always nice to see you as ever and also thank you to our panelists i want to say thank you to our sponsor sponsors of course are isa Isotope. Uh, we've got a winner of last time's competition, uh, which is a copy of Break Tweaker, and uh, we've also got uh, a copy of Iris Two to give away. So you'll have to stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, let's get back into it because uh, we have our panelists primed and ready to go. Very kindly being able to make it for Thursday as well. I'm going to start. Uh, we've got two very, um, very different video looks today. I think I might start with uh, Mr. Dave Spears, who's there uh, from G4 Software. Dave Spears, of course, in his sepia synth cave at the moment. There, there must be some kind a special light round, where, uh, round about where you live. <clears throat> Excuse me, I had you muted then, so I'm, I hope you didn't say anything important. Um, <clears throat> anyway, Dave, thank you very much for joining us. And also, thank you very much for that uh, Odyssey video, because uh, that seems to have gone completely bonkers, and everybody was waiting for it. So,
1: oh, cool. nicely done. <clears throat> oh, brilliant, thank you. It was nicely edited, Nick. Even though, uh, what did I get called? Uh, somebody said I was the most loquacious Reviewer, (laughs) you just kind uh, of polite for completely over the top verbose, but no, it was really good fun. And I was all set to kind of go, "I'm going to buy one of these. I'm going to buy." And then you, and then when I delivered it back, the Dominion demo made me go, "Ah, maybe I want that." In fact, I know someone on the strength of your demo who bought that. Yeah, I think. uh, Well, uh, I don't think it's a five month wait for him.
0: No, I think they had them in stock because what I gathered, I saw on the forums that uh, there was Dominion 1 available at uh, Toman. Then it then the way then it went from sort of three days to a month. So I, I'd like to think we it resulted in a few sales. It's a cracking synthesizer, I have to say. I really, really was impressed with that. And uh, if you get a chance to try one, I mean, I think I rounded up by saying. If you try one, you'll probably want to buy it. And I still think... I know Rich got it on the nail, but I still think it's a lot of synthesizer for the money
1: anyway. <clears throat> i got this one. Uh, uh, what's that? i got a new synthesizer. Do you want to hear it? The heck you? is that?
2: Can mm. you
0: hear that? Sort of, yeah. Sounds like a sine tone. Yeah. Morse code?
1: Yeah, it's mental. It's a mute synthesizer. Oh! Is that the equivalent Crazy. of a flexi-disc? And then you can kind of do that. So I'm going <laughs> impractical. It's kind of. Look, it's tiny. Oh, no! I'm going impractical <clears throat> along with, well, incredibly impractical. Have you ever seen one of those working before?
0: Oh, that's a Simmons sequencer. Is that what, that, 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 what you were saying?
1: Genius. Ready? Oh, it's broke.
3: There
0: you go. Awesome awesome who says we never give you any special treats here on sonic state g4 software of course uh, made uh uh, g4 software yeah made oddity and which you should also check out which is as uh, as you did in your comparison you didn't compare it to that because oddity is its own thing but sort of based on the personality of the odyssey i think would be fair to say and uh Very well worth checking out as well. So thank you very much, Dave. Um, Thank you. Great fun. And uh, we're going to go back to... And also, now I'm going to go over here because last time you saw Mark, he was all sort of pixelated and now he looks like he's on a GQ cover shoot. (laughs)
3: <laughs> how are you well, mark they have you on the cover if they like actually i, I think they would
0: be they would do very well to have you on the cover of uh, of their magazine uh, mark tinley MarkTinley.co.uk, creative thinker and um interior designer what's that thing in the front i thought that was the, that that thing in front of you was the uh, the front grill of a mac pro tower but it's not is yeah. it
3: no i'm a vocal i'm in a vocal booth excellent that's why i bought said. some rogers speakers as well the other day oh they're the bbc ones yeah, and I put a nine oh nine through them and blew them up. <laughs> oh, I, don't, I think they predate the nine oh nine by maybe a few years, and they couldn't cope with it, and they started going.
0: Oh dear! You turn them up too. They, they do. That's the thing with old speakers; writing. they sound lovely, but they're not very.
3: Did. They sound lovely. Well, one of them still sounds lovely. The other one now sounds.
0: <laughs> it's funny you should say that because um, uh, Will Gregory, who has he's got a, I think they're Rogers, a set of Rogers as well as his main uh, m- uh, monitors, I can't remember what he uses now, and th- they were just there to enhance, and they add this beautiful sort of warm 70s vibe to everything, and they're very muffly, but they're great for for, for yeah. looking at b- bottom end.
3: Well, I'm sort of using them as speaker stands <coughs> for my little M-Audio BX5, <laughs> which is sort of works. Now the BX5s are at head height, so theoretically they should be better, and... Uh i don't know, i'm gonna try the ik multimedia arc thing and oh, the room I've correction that already but i'm gonna do a different yeah try arc 2 on it and see um uh, see if that works
0: because of course right. you've just moved house so you're still setting up all of those things like your creative spaces yeah. and more have
3: you right but i'm yeah more busy mending the front door actually but
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> another story
3: and the garden, and all those things. And items. all
0: of those things that one has with a new house. Anyway, Mark, thank you very much yeah. for joining us. Uh, very much appreciated. <clears throat> and uh, now I, I feel like I should go to, uh, let me see if I'm going to go, I'll go to the right where uh, we have Mr. Rich Hilton. This is on my Notional Celebrity Squares grid that you can't see uh, in the real world, but uh, my guests will know what I'm talking about. Rich Hilton, of course, keyboard yeah. uh, player with uh, Sheik and also Nile Rodgers, studio guy, and working on stuff got some stuff coming out
2: how are you rich uh very well thank you very well good busy yeah <laughs> busy there's a lot going on when you, know, you next week uh, it it's interesting
0: in. when you're i mean because presumably you're really involved obviously you're really t- closely involved with this release i mean Compared to, uh, let's say, something you might be working for somebody else where maybe it's a NAR production and, you know, work for hire, is there more that you have to do? Are you doing all of those kind of formats and things that you have to do now more so, like different versions, edits, you know, different EQs for various
2: formats, that sort of thing? Or is it pretty much business as usual? There tends to be more stuff to deliver, but it's somewhat easier to deliver it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if you plan for it, if you know that's going and even if you don't, you can set all that up in an, I don't know an hour, you know, and get it pro get it right, you know, broken down the way you want it, um and sounding right. Uh, uh I am asked for it quite often these days. Um, now to be fair, I didn't mix this record. So right. I don't know what they, I don't know what they asked those guys for, but I can imagine because I know what they're asking people for in general these days. Right. Which is things broken out in all kinds of different ways. And I'm just between you, me, and everybody who's listening. Not that big a fan of trying to reconstruct a mix with stems. I'm just not
0: there's problems. Things don't interact in the same way with things like compression and what have you do, I imagine.
2: Yeah, you can get really, really close. Right you really can. And and I understand why we do it and everything else, but if people had just invented 25 years ago a DAW that reads other people's DAW formats and translates it <laughs> successfully into their own, yeah. we wouldn't be talking about any of this crap. <laughs>
0: I feel your pain, Rich. But thank you very much. Yes, I, I can understand how that's an issue. <laughs> and of course, we have Gister Gaz Williams, GazWilliams.me, professional bass player, music technologist, and uh, successful, worldwide recognised uh, Pocket Operator series. Because <laughs> yeah. we did the Pocket Operator series. Uh, that was uh, we finished that in the week of last week's last time show, didn't we? That's right.
4: Hmm. Um, yeah, great. Really enjoyed doing that and seeing the responses. Been great fun. A lot of people. Uh, Cancelled their orders after watching those reviews, but I and
0: I'm sure there were more orders, probably
4: too. be more people that will be ordering them for sure. Uh, but you know, I think those things are cool. I think uh, we gave them a right good working over, didn't we? So, yeah, well, nice you did. To... I, I just sat and said, <laughs> Cut. But here, Here's something though. Um, look, this is cool, this is really cool. Uh, oh, I think I just flipped this around, <laughs> more equipment.
0: It's. Um... Ah, so pocket Aha. operators. Ah, SQ110.
4: Also, look, look one. this is something I would. Look, why didn't I think about this in the review?
0: Oh,
4: right. Headphone splitter coming out of the sink out of the SQ1 and then distributing the sink to the pocket operators. Oh, yeah. So, so they. Uh, so you get the best sound coming out well we didn't think to mention that it's no, such a that's simple true. way of of sorting that out but i have to just mention briefly that the SQ1 uh it was a bit of an impulse buy but it's it's set up really nicely here it's very useful basically it's at the end of the sync chain from the the volker the little arrangement of volkers Yeah. There. they send they send that down their sync into here and then this then redistributes the sync to the um, to the pocket operators, but also the CV and gate is addressing uh, a little um, micro there. Right. And there's another CV and out uh, CV and gate waiting for some other uh, synth, <laughs> some other synth that's on its way. Uh-huh. Uh, and. Yeah, and then there's various other things. But um, what's really nice as well, though, is that the SQ1 has got a USB port on it, and is essentially always listening for sync. So it will automatically lock on to any incoming signal. But if you plug in the uh, analog sync cable, that'll override it. That will become the uh, so that the analog sync becomes the like the daddy clock, so to speak. So uh, so what so what's quite nice about this lot. This this shebang is that it's running in free time in, in its own time that I control off the, the Volca beats at the beginning of the chain. But, right. but it's but it's all it's midied in actually as well. So I can start my computer system. As soon as I start the computer, then all the clock changes, then the whole clock changes to the computer time. Oh, so that's neat.
0: So you can just kind of integrate yeah. it quickly, integrate that yeah. jam into that's yeah. neat.
4: Yeah, so it all works independently, but as I say, as soon as it, as 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 soon as it detects playback coming in, it'll switch into the uh, into the, um, uh, the the the
2: computer's timing. Um, ah, so,
4: neat. So it. Oh, and the strike fit, which will be returned soon, <laughs> is uh, I've been uh, sequencing
3: that with the SQ one as well. It's, uh, nice. I think the thing.
0: And Sorry, go and mark. The
3: SQ one. Um, I remember many, many years ago when I was trying to make these CV gate things talk to each other. That Roland things wouldn't talk to Korg things. Is that right? And the Roland were volt.
0: Ah, yes. No, the
3: the the, and the Korg were volt hertz. The SQ right? the SQ
0: one. I can tell you this. The SQ one's got some yeah. other really cool features. One is it'll do hertz volts or volt per octave, switchable on each. A and B row so you can have one or the other or a mixture Uh, it also it also yeah and also it'll take a USB MIDI input and just if you just have it in uh, standalone mode and it'll play and you can use it as a MIDI to CV um, two channel I think is that right two channel MIDI to CV you know so it's basically it's a really useful Swiss army knife yeah absolutely
4: yeah yeah
3: absolute bargain wow
4: yeah it's cool and I think i didn 't when I got it i didn 't think it was going to be quite as useful as it is, and it 's actually been uh God, I was up till four o 'clock this morning just uh, grooving on this setup you know, and that was largely <laughs> locked on to the s q one really you know the s q one was the driving force of the whole of the whole thing it was really yes cool
0: yeah no it's a, it's a it is actually a very utilitarian device i mean I, I am trying to get around to reviewing it but i 've got I've got a couple of I've got Dave's ARP Odyssey and and the the Korg Odyssey here, which I'm uh, trying to get round to doing. But I was what I wanted to do is get them on the scope so you could see really see the difference in waveforms because there is a difference. But my oscilloscope bonked and now I've had to it's just set me back ages, you know. But I, I was trying to, because Dave did such a great comparison. I thought there's not much point in me doing the same thing. So I thought, right, what can I do that's a bit different? uh, I think Mark Doty posted on, uh, when I posted on Facebook, he said, oh, now I'm going to have to come up with something, some other way of doing it. Now you've done that. And I was saying, yeah, I was thinking about maybe meerkats. On it, you know. So, rather than a cat on the piano, we could have a meerkat on the piano. And I think Mark Doughty was talking about just hitting himself repeatedly in the uh, in the nether regions with a synthesizer to kind of give his review a slightly different flavour to the rest of us, you know. So, <laughs> so see see what you've done there, Dave. You've created you've created a, a real challenge for the rest of us now. He's raised the bar. Raised the bar. Yes, exactly. So uh, there we go. Um, I think we have some topics, but um, good grief. Uh, Let's have a look what any of them are. Ah, this was one that you spotted, Rich. This is uh, the Wave Tracks Live. Um, not in itself, you know, this is basically uh, a simple, low-imprint uh, recording device, you know, for basically recording multiple tracks from a live show, from whatever number of uh, inputs that you have on your sound card, you know. So it's, it's kind of the same thing as there's the, uh, God, I can't remember, the Personas one, which is actually pretty good as well. And there are other versions of this kind of thing. But this is compatible with Soundgrid well. as well. So hundreds of tracks. So and also you can flip it into record and playback mode, which means you know if you're doing virtual soundtracks, that kind of stuff. So I don't know what it's got that's specifically different to you know what else is going on, but it's an interesting. Ah, oh, Rich is there? He's got his
2: finger up there. Yes, I'll tell you. Speak, please. <laughs> it hosts their plugins, um, and they'll give you if you buy the hundred dollar track software they give you something else that they sell for 600 bucks which is basically a native hosting platform for their plugins that's available to pretty much everything that's right it comes with soundgrid native soundgrid native it's nothing more than an extremely reliable wave file recorder that's one thing and that's fine at 100 bucks that's not too bad i mean but Having the ability to run and host your plugins and it plays around in their sound grid environment world, um so it does actually do some pretty cool things, not to say that presonus' stuff doesn't because that's some wonderful stuff too, and I recommended it to somebody just the other day
0: yeah, there is definitely i mean uh, this the the thing itself, you know, I mean, the fact it comes with. I think it's Sangre. Let me see. I've got actually, I've I've got the wrong news item up here because my uh, news editor was away for a couple of days, and I posted this myself, and then he posted it again, and I multi-rack. brought it. Multi rack, multi rack. That's right, it comes with multi rack. There we go. Which that's is, is. six hundred bucks value, and if you want to know what multi rack does, which is you know, it, it's basically part of their. Um, Multi-rack uh, hosting system. There's, there's actually these these two uh, freaky-looking dudes are uh, do the live sound for Linkin Park. Uh, <laughs> but actually, it's a really interesting video to see the sort of things that they're putting across the the two bus and you know what they use for monitoring and all that kind of stuff. It's quite an interesting video and really nicely shot as well. But I mean. Do you think? I mean, th- I think I know that Gaz, you've been you've been talking about that because they're also the, the notion of having a mixer that you could just plug a drive directly into. It seems like the next logical step. All it needs is a USB port and presumably some firmware on it to kind of go, you know, output per channel, just go. Kind of like those um, uh, black box recorder things, the uh, Joko things. Oh, Joko. I yeah, feel.
4: and uh, I, you know, I'm still looking for that device. You know, the Mackie one I think comes the closest, the latest Mackie one for that. Box just records multi-track without the computer being involved obviously this waves thing is you know lots of these digital desks will allow you just to take a multi-channel feed so these things make sense and this software makes sense as well in terms of it having a very very specific focus and i like that but what, what it did make me think as well is i've i've got a, a reaper configuration which i've got set up in uh, specifically for grabbing multi-track uh, audio live type sessions and um it got me thinking then it uh that you know Re- Reaper this is really nice and this will be really cool for a lot of people because it'll be just install it, there you are, ready to go. Whereas on Reaper, if you wanted to set that up you would have to kind of get a bit tinkery with it, you know. Yeah. Um but uh but I kind of I thought this was attractive in that it was just that's what it did. Um and it is very similar As Rich says to the um, the capture software of the way uh, the uh, Prisonus stuff. Um, Well,
0: the capture stuff has some really neat things like you can lock it obviously so that it just you know you can't stop it from recording unless you do something specific set of key commands. Which, as we all know, you know you hit the space bar sort of almost by nature on a computer. You know maybe to wake the screen up or something like that. And Mm. oops, where you can't do any. You know you just lock it off. And also you can do things like you can set the timestamps and the timing of the files to either the timeline or the computer clock so if you're in a venue and the get the show was at 8 p.m and you kind of go oh, i think it was about an hour and we did that you know so you can have th- just things like that which are actually really cool for this sort of use i think but yeah, yeah definitely yeah. um the thing that i find it quite interesting about this is this it's now you know it's more more sort of focus on this notion to record everything you know everything must be recorded because uh, getting all of these people together in one space and having an event, it seems kind of almost wasteful not to ju- at least capture it in case something special happens or in case you need anything. And I'm guessing, Rich, because we've spoken to you, Rich, about this kind of thing before, haven't you, with, you know, where you maybe specifying a recording system that is just easy, no hassle, bang, straight in, that, but computer-based. We've got one. You've got one. Uh, what did you go with we've in got- the end, if you don't mind me asking?
2: No, I was about to just chime it in because the, the subject seemed to have broadened into, well, how do we do this anyway? Um, we do use a computer. We, do, we use a laptop running somebody's software. And if, if it were to be their software, that would be fine, too. I think we're running Pro Tools now, but nobody's you know, married to that idea either. I, I think he's done them to logic as well. But uh, we use a uh, RME product called Matty Face USB. Which takes a MADI yeah, output nice. from almost anybody's console and spits out up to I think 128 channels of of discrete audio channels, and uh, it's easy to set up and it just works. One wire, I mean,
0: yeah, nice.
2: It's and it and it travels in a tiny little case. If we didn't have to carry cards for uh, certain kinds of mixers that don't necessarily supply the MADI uh, natively to its hardware. Um, and even then, it, it travels in a case that's like this big. The whole thing, and you know, and the la- everybody's got a laptop with them anyway. Yeah, um, and you just got to carry a little drive to record it to. It's really small, simple, and effective. No, that's... and I've used I've used the results, and it works great. I've heck, I've used the results and merged them into existing recordings.
0: Oh, neat. That's really hard. I mean, and that's kind of the interesting, because I'm thinking, you know, I did a, um, a the the track I recorded uh, for the end of the Dominion One thing. I, people seem to dig it. So I know oh, I'll just put that on Bandcamp. And I was thinking, well, if I want to do more of this kind of thing and just capture things, I want something really simple. I can just kind of go clunk, right? I don't really have to worry about it anymore. And that's the sort of thing that still seems to be missing this kind of bridge between you know if you're doing a show every night and you've got the setup and you just plug it all in and it's kind of you know a one wire solution that's fine but for me it's like well I've got to get sound into the video I've got to, you know it, it, it's it's more complicated than I feel it needs to be I know um, Dave you record a bunch of stuff don't you I mean do, what do you have do you have just everything running I mean it's I guess it's straightforward for you because you've got a single work space that doesn't have to be reconfigured so so much I, I mean I am you know generalizing here
1: massively Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to say, really. That was quite an an interesting topic for me. Uh, I know a couple of people who use the Maddy Face. All I do is just root it all. I mean, I've got numerous mixers. And because I like the whole live aspect of it, I just root it straight into logic.
0: And just record it as you
1: go. And actually, I quite like that because it makes me commit to a mix. Although, actually, the four mixers go in in... one, two and three, and four, and five, six, seven, and eight inputs, yeah, on the fireface, so i 've got a little bit of leeway, but I quite like the idea of if there 's something glaringly horrible, it stays
0: yeah, I find that as well, but I, I don 't mind too much of that, but that might be a reason why I only sold ten copies of the Dominion <laughs> after <laughs> well over ten thousand video views with a link directly to buy it, but you know that mm. could be just that people don't dig my stuff as well, but it's interesting, but I, I think I people, like the.
4: Pe- People should be forced to buy it, Nick, to show some gratitude for all this amazing hard work you do. People should go out there and buy it straight away. I'm if them, if thinking... not, they should be ashamed of themselves. You know
0: what? There is an election coming up in the UK. Maybe I'll form a single issue party that would just have that only. Yeah, but I don't think so. Um, Mark,
1: what well, about you? Get you them counted. That's a hit. Ten, ten sales is a hit. Isn't
0: it, it is, yeah. I nearly met. I think I'm just outside the uh, the iTunes download uh, cut off <laughs> threshold for the top ten. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost gold yeah <laughs> i think yeah it's just just sub sub silver i think it is perhaps yeah mark um it's interesting oh, no, no, not...
3: when it runs out of time does it run out of time when your hard drive it uh, uh, is full because well,
0: i have to i mean
3: do you remember like recording things live with tape machines and then with adat so i think to record 24 tracks of adat you needed like Three eighths, three eighths of 24 so you'd have like and they're four-unit racks, aren't they? So you've got twelve U of rack to record 24 tracks. But actually, after thirty-something minutes, or it's forty-one yeah. minutes, or something like that, uh, you have to um, you have to kind of like start another whole rack of machines to take and over. Then you have to kind of take over and overlap them, and then when you come to put it all in the computer, you've got to kind of like glue it all back together again to get a continuous thing. And I sort of seem to re- remember being in it, it, uh, on the verge of complete panic thinking oh my god is this gonna work as it goes over and and actually it rarely did you'd always lose like someone would go like okay we've got a great recording here tinley but there's the, there's no snare the top mic of the snare is not there what <laughs> happened so i'm like oh i don't know you've got all these wires and everything so i mean <laughs> if it if it gets around that then i mean how good can that be well yeah and also
0: yeah. go sorry mark
3: I mean, on the other the other whole um, what's the the other face of a coin is that I remember like in Uruguay and Paraguay, um, the stage techs have a tendency to like plug DAP machines into feeds from all sorts of things. They'll just s- sneak a DAP machine into somebody's headphone feed and then bootleg it and it will be out on a on probably not on a CD anymore, but it would be out and available to buy the next day. You could buy last night's show the next day somewhere. Well,
0: I suppose that's the point of doing it yourself, it's isn't it?
3: Horrific sound quality, but, you know, because they plugged it in wherever they could sneak it in. But.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's not so hot. I mean, I think that um, things like the Joko, and I'm fairly sure there are things that will it'll just go, and when one drive's getting full, it'll... It'll bounce over to a second drive i mean i i I think you know i'm pretty sure i've seen that capability in some things i I can't i haven't got the manual or the specs in front of me but that sort of thing's important but i guess if you've got a two terabyte hard drive and you're doing a major show and you go oh i've only got 300 gigs left that'll be fine you know then Just buy another drive. It's It's not. Buy
3: another drive. Exactly.
0: eh? It's not not the end of the world. But it's interesting, though. I mean, I I still really like the idea of being able to just plug a drive into the back of a desk. You know, I've got the Yamaha DM1000 here, you know, and and there was supposed to be a card for the uh, Behringer X32. The idea of having a rack of that and then something in the back and just stick a drive on the back and just go. You could do it with the two bus. You could take a master record,
3: but you can't do it. You record in this format. You can just drag the track straight into pro tools can you or it doesn't i can't really see i mean i looked at the spec but i can't work out what it's compatible with
2: um i I guess it's just gonna be broadcast
3: yeah broadcast
0: WAV, i'd imagine you know it's not no no great difficulty
3: yeah it's probably a good idea i like the idea of getting something for nothing so if you're going to get 600 bucks worth of plugins free then you know you can't go wrong really can you yeah well it's
0: 600 bucks worth of um plugin host which is the oh. is a is a different a different thing. So you yes. get the ah. plugin host, which six hundred bucks for a plugin host sounds like an awful lot of money, particularly when it's just a native. So I don't know exactly what else it does, but I'm and guessing so we'll if you give
3: have you this free thing, that means that you've got to buy loads of our plugins. Is Look, that right? right?
0: Wow! i would just like to say I'm just getting notifications. You, you, you're all very kind, Gaz. That ah! was a, I, I I've 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 broken the ten the ten limit now. I think we must have gone up to. Goodness knows how much now, but thank you very much, folks. That, I was, Joe, you don't obviously have to buy it, but... Uh, of course I, they do. Well, all right then, fair enough. So, of course um, they do. <laughs>
4: but, come come on. On, 65B. I tell you what, if that <laughs> 100 hasn't sold a yeah. like, hundred <laughs> copies by the end of today.
0: Yeah. <laughs> anyway... Um, Right, I'm starting to blush now. I need to change the lights to a slightly different colour. Oh, I, I have got one thing. This, I'll tell you what I have got, this really neat thing. Right, I was in Maplins the other day, and we've got all sorts of lights up in the air and all that kind of thing, and it's a real drag to kind of, you know, you might have seen me off-camera poking things with a stick to switch lights on, and there's another one around here. But I've got this, uh, I'll, I'll demonstrate, and I've got the, these little things which you plug into the mains that have got an RF frequency and then a remote control, and then you can just kind of go, uh, hold on, I think I've got that here. Is that going to work? Yes, there we go because <laughs> <Well, hey. laughs> ordinarily i have to go anyway. 20 quid from maplins for a set of five that's an absolutely brilliant so um we should do an ad um because there was more stuff i wanted to talk about uh, on the kind of recording front but uh, i think the ad is probably more important seeing as they pay our way and uh, isotope are much uh appreciated as sponsors so here we go let's see if it will play probably not after all that Ah, here we go. Yes, I think we're talking about Iris 2 again this week. 11 gigs of sample ride to get you started. That's all the packs you used to buy separately. So now Iris 2 is obviously with the... Oh, gosh, that's a bit loud. Sorry, excuse me. Uh... You could use 24-bit WAVs. You've got four samples deep. You've got all these modulation possibilities, five envelopes, five LFOs plus eight macros, allow you to do all sorts of modulation morphing, intuitive spectral selection tools, as we've seen on the isotope uh, technology in the past, allows you to select all sorts of portions of waveforms, and and there's a whole bunch of really... I I hesitate to use the word fat, but fat analogue waveforms in there, which results, when combined with the actual master multimode filter, some really nice and very analogue-sounding sounds, as well as all the other crazy stuff you can do with the Iris engine. So if you're looking for something that's kind of going to supercharge your synthesis and to throw pretty much anything in there in a WAV format, check out Iris2, isotope.com forward slash Iris, too, uh, isotope.com/iris, a 10-day free trial, as with all of their stuff. Well worth it. And you may remember um, we did actually run a competition last week. Uh, we asked you to tweak because there's a special discount, which I think ends today. On the, is it the 12th today? No, yes, yeah, so the 12th. So um, you've still got a bit of time. There's 100 bucks off the uh, break tweaker. Uh, Break Tweaker, we ask you to uh, tweet out Break Tweaker win to at Sonic Stoke and at Isotope Inc. And we have a winner. His name is Mike Benson, and he also added the comment, "You guys totally tech. See how I substituted tech in place of rock there. You also rock too. I thought that that's that, that's the sort of thing we totally appreciate. That's awesome. Thank you very much. And you are now the proud winner of Break Tweaker. Uh, I will get the Isotope Fairy to." Uh, to fly over to your place and drop it down the chimney or whatever, into your email inbox virtually, so thank you very much, Mike Benson uh, the Twitter handle is uh, now let see if I can read this, it's at Michael2.0 so if you get in touch and let us know what your email address is, uh, we can make that happen so thank you very much, and we've also got a competition this week to win Iris 2, uh, the subjects of our ad, so uh, Iris 2, you can win uh, we're looking for the hashtag morphing modulation uh, I come up with other ones, but sometimes they've got too many letters close to each other, so it ends up being kind of difficult to read. So I thought morphing and modulation was a kind of straightforward one word. You tweet that to Isotope ink and at Sonic State. So basically, if you send this out, the hashtag Morphing Modulation to at Isotope ink and at Sonic State, you get entered automatically. But as we know, there are 140 characters. I'm not sure how many characters are there, uh, but you could probably... Uh, Fill the rest of them up with something amusing and witty that we all can uh, enjoy and read. So, if you want to win Isotope RS2, well worth it. The odds are good. Uh, I'm mean, not that we aren't a fabulously uh, popular podcast, but you know we're not talking thousands of entries. So, you know the good chance that you're going to get something there. 117 characters. Thank you, Rich. That's very kind of you to. Did you did you count that up quickly? <laughs> 117 characters. Spare all there already, it's
2: the contents of the chat room is what I was
0: saying. ah, okay, thank you very much anyway, um seventeen characters <laughs> excellent oh that's true, gosh, for, yeah, for... Very nicely done. And the chat room get a little. I feel like the guy on. I don't know if you remember, as the uh, as when we were children, there was um, there was a link between all the kids' programs after school, and uh, there was this puppet character in the UK called Gus Honeybun, and uh, he would he would read out letters and birthday messages and show pictures from kids who wrote it. But also he would uh, he would turn the lights out as a special treat. So I'm going to do that right now. There we are, just as a special treat to the chat room. <laughs> It replaces our tumbleweed moment that we used to have. So, anyway, thank you very much, everybody. Thank you very much, Isotope, for sponsoring the show. We do appreciate it, and uh, and do check out their products. Um, right, uh, I'm going to go back to on uh, OnPiste, because we've got, we've got some other things as well. Oh, yeah, this was something that... Uh, was it you, Fangaz? Yes, here we go. Check this out. This is an Atari emulation called Myst, uh, running on... Uh, a separate no emulation
4: no no emulation
0: no well the emulation runs on the hardware so the hardware will run an amiga it will run uh, uh, and as this is someone running cubase which i'm looking at that and i think god i spent I, I don't know how many thousands of hours in front of that screen and that looks really awesome and this is just running on this board here uh, but this is the one that's actually got a, a, you can get a little midi addition to it as well so you get the midi ports from the original Atari ST and you download the uh, operating system image onto an sd card and then you've got access to you've got usb ports and what have you and this is currently playing and there was another one that i saw earlier of um, them running a uh, a mega ST uh, simulation, which had like which run a much bigger screen and more hard drives. This is this is basically what we're talking about. This is Myst is on sale. Uh, I think I've got a picture of the actual. So this is the board. So it gives you basically the much pretty much the innards of you know something that would run an Atari. And uh, Mark, you seem very excited about this as well. And I, I was looking into this, and I was wondering, you know, what. What would I need this for, exactly? But then I thought I could think of a few things. I mean, obviously, it'd be nice to get all of my old stuff off floppies and into some other digital domain so that I've got access to it if I need to. I don't know. What do you think? Mark? Well, I know you're into running all sorts of hyper OSs and what I do, have you.
3: I do, I do run an Atari emulator on my Mac called Nostalgia. And yes. That, and the only reason I run it is because I like that really crunchy, horrible um, speech synthesizer thing, which sounds really kind of as oh, i remember that yeah channel. i've used it for lots of things um oh and my astrology software is on the mac as well actually i bought some really good astro uh, not the mac the atari i bought some really good astrology software and i've got it on the atari um but it, it sort of opens the possibility of like running a notator again but in a small kind of portable format and Then I don't know, maybe I've got like a nostalgic attachment to the way I used to do things. And then sometimes I go back to things and I sort of think because the way I used to work with Notator, actually, as I used to make patterns, Uh, I used to make um, sequences, patterns and songs. So I used to make loads and loads of sequences every time I had any idea at all. I used to save it as a sequence on a on a disk. And it's not compatible with anything at all. So I can't import them into anything else. And then whenever I got some of those sequences and I thought they go well together, I'd make like a pattern and I'd save the pattern on a disk. Right. So I had disks and disks of sequences and disks and disks of patterns and then a few disks of songs. Then when I bought Logic, I realized that you can't import patterns and sequences. You can only import complete songs. So if I want to use any of that stuff I created, I need to go right back to... Actually, having Notator in front of me, all my hi hat patterns, all my kind of little snare roll fills, and all those kind of things were all in MIDI, all in sequences or patterns. So, if I could access those things, in uh, would be useful. And I can't do that from the Atari emulator on the Mac because it doesn't. It does. Like... Yeah,
0: I tried it. I, I downloaded it instantly. Thought, oh, the... I wonder if I can run because I I found an older uh, uh, MCA version of Cubase, which is what I used to run back in the day. I know, it's interesting. I mean, uh, perhaps...
3: Um... I mean, the the only other thing I've got to say about that, actually, but sorry, I didn't mean to cut you it's off, right. but um, is that I created those things in 1988, 1989, or whenever it was, or maybe around 1990, when that I probably created some of them and then imported them into that software. So, you know, I created those things 20 or 25 years ago, and it's like... My idea of what was good 25 years ago and my idea of what's good now might be radically different. So, yes, you know, how much money do I want to invest in finding out? That's the question.
0: Uh, and well, then, that, that's entirely true. I'm you know, I mean,
3: important, is it really?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I mean, uh, I know Dave, you, you your email uh, signature is sent from my Atari Stacy. You know, you could actually have an, an Atari Stacy emulation now, couldn't you? I think you're muted by the way.
1: Uh, I'm not Oh, there. no, you're not <laughs> I was, because I was playing with this again. Um, I don't know. Do Is I there any point? In? I don't know. I, I tell it yeah. So before I got the Atari, in fact, I've still got four Ataris. That's really, that's quite obscene, isn't it? Uh, I haven't plumbed them in in a long time, so I, I expect a lot of them don't work. But before I had that, I had the Commodore 64. And I think yeah, if I could revisit really the 64... Good. Particularly with a SID chip, (laughs) I probably would. That would be that would be quite. I don't know. I don't know. I've got enough.
3: Pro sixteen on the Commodore.
1: Oh god! No, it was something. Whatever it it was, something like Pre Sonus or something like that. But it was Tim Ryan's software company. They were in Wokingham. They were kind of just down the road. Something like that. Super sequencer.
3: I used Steinberg Pro sixteen on the Commodore. Sixty-four, and then when I bought Steinberg's Pro Twenty-four, is that right? Have I got that?
0: I don't know. Yeah, Pro Sixteen, then Pro oh, Twenty-four. So that's 80. right. But I mean, so completely uh, but, different. But the point is, is uh, I mean, how useful is? It? I know Gaz because you were you, the reason this came up is because you'd spoken to some people in Bristol. i know Because uh, you know, you met Adrian Utley, who's Portis head guy, and he was on Atari for years and years and years, and uh, he sounded quite excited by this, but I doubt if he's going to want a bare circuit board. <laughs>
4: Well, he yeah, he was excited when I mentioned it to him, uh, and he seemed to think that Jeff would be excited from Porter's Head as well, uh, and I, and and it got me wondering about that, and just uh, and I was thinking that um, there is something quite nice about having the optimal. If this would be like the absolute optimum Atari ST. So, if you like the way that the ST worked and you like that environment, you know, which you know, if you think about it as a hardware sequencer, it's still an incredibly capable sequencer midi sequencer um but i like you know this gives you the first chance you can actually run an st in high res albeit vga um but you can
0: it's 12 it, by 10 uh 1024 is the maximum you can oh, get right. on an s okay on an ST. Yeah, so you, uh, so you can do it ST. you know
4: hi, high res um which you never could do before. But the thing is, this is not an emulation, like I no, had to cut in no, earlier. Yeah. This is a, what's it, FGPA. So it's, this is running, you know, this this will have the feel. This will have the feel of it on an ST, but as though it's, it's like, like the output. best.
0: No, there yeah. is. You can get a MIDI output board for like 20 bucks, 20 euros, oh, cool. and it just sits on the. On, in fact, um, I've got the the, so, the expansion slot here. Sorry, guys. Yeah, carry on.
4: Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I guess there's an issue about the software license i just don't know about that um who knows
0: i may have expired by now
4: (laughs) but but i mean you know that is as a hardware midi sequencer if you think about it that way rather than i suppose rather than as rather than a retro thing you think of it as a Hardware MIDI sequencer.
0: with a t- Yeah, uh, but I, I think the problem it's is... A,
4: that you, it's, well, it's, it was very developed, though, I think. It's yeah, very it, easy to, to look back at it and think it's in the past and things have moved for on. For MIDI, it was very... Yeah, it was very developed, that's true. I you suppose so. If somebody
1: I, gave me one of those Atari mice now, or mouse now, I think I'd just, just smash it. Do you remember that massive yeah. clunky thing
4: that you... Yeah, have? but that's the thing. We- this has got USB ports on, so you can have a really nice, comfortable mouse mouse and keyboard. You, you know, mice. this is the thing. It's, it's not like... This is what makes this attractive. It's not like going back to or that exactly that thing, that big clunky mouse and this, you know, you could put all the best peripherals into it or whatever you want.
0: Assuming you can find the drivers, that is.
4: Uh, yeah. yeah, I know. Rich, you
0: put in the uh, you put in the chat room there that the horse and plow is a, is, is a, was a good way of working too. And I, yeah, I, 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 I just I, thought that was funny.
2: Man. <laughs> no, I, I t- and I totally agree. I wondered whether but I mean I also I, I also said that. But by the same token, when I watch an Amish guy in a field using a horse-drawn plow and all that black clothing in 35 degrees centigrade weather, I'm not feeling all that romantic about it. Yeah. I, I,
0: I totally get where you're coming from. I think um, what, one thing that would work for me is, you know, that and a, a, a thing that would read floppies, and I could just get, uh, assuming any of the floppies I've still got would read, would, would not have melted in their cases, and, you know, because it's magnetic stuff. Uh, it would be but nice I to got, get hold of those
2: things. I got an ASR 10 right here. got <laughs> <laughs> a floppy drive. Anyway. What
3: I notice about it, actually, is that um, most of the pictures of it seem to be in a color mode. So would it actually run in monochrome mode? Yes,
0: it does. Yeah, it does. Uh, okay. I, there, there was a video I think I posted. Uh, well, I didn't. I was looking. I mean, this is kind of, these are what, you know, you can get it in one of those rather lovely, looks like a kind of printer switching box from the 1980s. Um, but it's a couple of hundred bucks. I mean, I'm wondering how much a second-hand Atari would cost these days. It probably oh, nothing. Wouldn't cost 20 quid. Me. Yeah. 20 so, quid, 30 quid, nothing. Right. But absolutely. I wonder if, I wonder if the floppy would work. I don't know. Have you tried, Dave, have you tried um, accessing any of your old uh, floppies, as it
1: were? <laughs> Sorry, that sounded terribly rude. But once you get to personal. Age, you take what you're given. Now, um, <laughs> uh, no, I haven't. I haven't plumbed it in for ages. I found a big uh, floppy case the other day with uh, a load of S950 samples in, which kind of made me think, mm, maybe it would be an S950. But then... I don't know what it is. You know, I've got, like, billions and billions of eight-bar repeating loops that just go nowhere, and I wonder whether
0: yeah.
1: by, rein- by loading up a load more floppies...
0: You'd have even I'd more. i just
1: end up with... I don't know. You know, sometimes I kind of think, so if I die tomorrow... No, that's not... We won't even go there. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Will they... It's like, you know, all this data that I've accumulated over my life, yeah. which somehow I think is like, reasonably well, precious, it? and I should save. I mean, really, what I should do is just have a really big bonfire and just burn it. Delete it
3: all, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking about this earlier on. Did you know Terry Pratchett just died? Yes, yeah, so that, that just came out in the chat room. So he's... Oh, did it? Oh, okay, I'm not paying attention, but... um no, no. Earlier. But, I mean, he's he's got tons of data on his hard drives, which... Which... If he were still alive, probably wouldn't necessarily think was that important. But somebody's going to go now, plunder through all that stuff, and and dig out what they think's important. But I, it's you know. I'm what I'm What I'm trying to the analogy I'm trying to make is like I'm not Terry Pratchett, so I've got tons of data that I think is important. But nobody, when I die, is going to come around my house and go, Oh, better go through Tinley's hard drives to see what he's got on there because it's all irrelevant, really, to the, the bigger picture. It's only me that thinks it's important. Yeah, and
0: you don't think and it's that important because I... you, you haven't accessed it for 25 years.
3: <laughs> no, exactly. And I, I, you know, what I'm probably more likely to sit down and and Actually, the my brain's on a loop because every time I sit in front of a keyboard and I go and play something on a keyboard, it's, I end up playing something that I've been playing for 25 years. So I don't need those things on disc because they're all in here at the moment, I suppose. If if I get Alzheimer's, it might be a problem, but, you know. Well, that's maybe. true. I just
1: had a thought. I just had a thought. After the modular Euro Rat kind of fad has gone, maybe hmm. the next fad is Digging out old Ataris and Atari emulators and new Atari machinis and MT 32s and stuff like
0: that. Yeah, yeah. That
1: would be it's interesting. But before the show started, I
0: was—I uh, can't remember why—but uh, Zach Mama came up as a, an artist in the chat room, uh, or maybe I—I steered it in that direction because I had a remix. We did a remix of them, and then I found a folder of a bunch of old uh, um, remixes that we did back in the day. And it's just—it's it, like a kind of show reel for MS. A Korg M1s and a D110s, <laughs> <laughs> and the Atari ST as well. It's, it is very nostalgic, and frankly, most I've of it found,
3: wasn't... Um, I found that. an Atari ST on eBay for 20 quid. Really? But uh, but the problem is, I've also found an original Atari STM1 mouse, tested and cleaned. Buy it now, £19.99 plus £3.90. <laughs> so the mouse is more expensive
0: than the computer. <laughs> well, it's rarer to find one it's that's still in work and yeah. You think? No, I mean, Actually, do you, remember, do you remember yeah, yeah, with the fluff oh. that used to come out? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> You'd a, have to pick it all out,
3: wouldn't you? Take it's it a good job. Do you remember,
0: out. though, the, the little mouse in it was uh, was like a ball bearing covered in latex, fortunately, so you yeah. could wash it under the tap, you know, and it was quite hygienic. Oh, those funny little
3: wheels <laughs> as well.
0: <laughs> Man, the of the right, well, that, I, I mean, if you want one, they're uh, 200 euros. You can get them from a place called Lothatech.pl. I think it's a Polish guy. Um, that's here, right here. And uh, it looks kind of fun, um, but, you know, I, I think you're right, Rich. It's sort of, it would be something that one might want to save for one's retirement when one I, had time.
2: <laughs> I was joking, and I think it's a really cool little toy. I didn't get to say that. Oh, no okay, I'm sorry. That's, that's a, I, don't, I don't disrespect this product at all. Yeah, I was just having a bit of fun. No, that's totally fine. That's acceptable As on this show. As we romance it's <laughs> the way we used to do things and we forget that it took a week to do what we do in 15 minutes now. Um, yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah bring back FSK. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it was drawn plough. Even the human drawn plough was working pretty well for a minute there too. You know? What
0: was wrong with a bit of wood and a flint stuck on the end of it, eh? Anyway, yes, you're absolutely right. Okay, so uh, what's next? Oh, yes, here we go. This is the 808 movie debuts this Friday, uh, tomorrow, in fact, at South by Southwest, which, as far as I can gather, is the largest collection of of hipsters on the planet in one place. And this is uh, the movie that's out, with has been trailed for a little while, actually. I have to say, listening to this, the soundtrack of this is...
3: The the 808
0: bass drum sounds fantastic. It's probably not going to come across...
3: Your music got to sound hard and a All
0: studied, star-studded class, cra- oh, cast man. even.
3: It, it redefined music.
4: Oh, yeah, Planet,
0: Planet Rock style-y.
4: Valley, punk, even faster, with the drum Mr.
0: Bambata, I believe that was.
4: We had never heard anything like that
1: before. That bass has much punch and much force. What's the bass line of Planet Rock? It's doom, doom, do-do-do-do.
0: Anyway, um, this—I mean, you know—this is a well good. I'm sure it's going to be a good laugh, and I expect the red carpet will be full of uh, uh, um, hip hop pioneers and all of that thing. But it got me thinking about the, the the notion. I mean, you know, the 808 is widely regarded as one of the uh, one of the sort of most influential pieces of technology, certainly for maybe R and B and hip hop, and you know, certain other pieces of music. I you know, wonder, you know, there must be other examples which perhaps are, aren't aren't quite so well. Um, well publicised, I mean, obviously we've got the mini Moog and what have you. I just wondered if anybody had any candidates for uh, maybe another film that might uh, might go. I, I'm going to go to Gaz first because Rich has uh, shrunk and I need to uh, make him larger again.
4: The, the, the tragedy of the elisis fusion, you know, that could be a really sad film of, you know, of this amazing, you know, beautiful, some might say, synthesizer that was just going to be just like the most phenomenal thing that just brought everything together and you know and the film could chart just how it went so terribly wrong you know i'm sure there was there was probably some there was probably some real drama behind the scenes you know i'd love to see a film exposing there what happened
0: didn't quite make it. We would be all like a kind of drama. Yeah, that, I, I like the sound of that. Uh, Dave, I'm sure you must have a candidate or two that uh, you could consider for. Uh, not a, 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 they don't have Did to
1: be. Put this su- subject in to wind me up. No, of course not. Why would I do that? Well, we all know, don't we? So uh, I'll be completely honest here. I am seven lots of six seconds and probably a few arguments away of finishing a film I've been working on for a year. Ah! And I can't say what it is now, but obviously you guys have seen bits of it. So, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm so, 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 so close. Like, when Mm. I got this, I just thought, Nick's put this in just to kind of tweak me and wind me up a little bit, knowing full well that I can't actually give anything away at this moment in time, but I would anticipate within a couple of months... Uh, Some... Everyone will know. Excellent. And there has been so much. I've had so much um, help from amazing people that I hope if there's like a fraction of the love that I've been given from all of the people who've helped, if that translates to the final thing, I'll be quite happy. So yeah, but I'm, and I'm going to say no more other than okay, that. Okay, well Thank that's you. fair enough,
0: Mr. Richard Hilton. Influential technology, musically speaking, in a movie format. If you could just have the, uh, the, the kind of outline. Just give us a synopsis, um, you know, the, the, the elevator pitch.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I don't know if I have any big movie ideas, but I will talk about the promo for the movie that we were just looking at. Because uh-huh. the 808 didn't, wasn't invented for hip-hop. No, it exactly, just yeah. It worked out that way. It had existed for a year or two before hip-hop even appeared. It was a cheesy and accompaniment actually, machine, wasn't it? The basically. first most notable use of it in recording that I can call people's attention to is the early Phil Collins solo work, In the Air Tonight and this stuff like that. Um, he was using it right from the jump, and I I had one in right when they first came out, and They're wonderful machines, don't get me wrong, and I respect every single one of those guys who loves it on that film and everything else. But I just hope that the historical record is preserved in terms of the telling of the machine and that the romance of all of these wonderful guys who used it does not end up overshadowing the evolution of the machine and the music as a result of its significance.
0: Mm. I think I think part of the reason it's maybe so legendary is because it's one of those things that's been so hard until recent years, shall we say, where we've had much higher sample rates and what have you, it has been so hard to capture the essence of it. I remember, you know, for, for trying to sample eight hundred eight bass drums, and it just <laughs> it was just pointless back in when you had nine hundreds and what have you. Just did, you just couldn't get anything close to it, could you really? And it was that was the whole sort of notion of it. I know. Um, Mark, I mean, I'm imagining, you know, there might have been call for 808, maybe more 909 when you were sort of doing stuff, but 808 stuff, 909 probably superseded it fairly quickly in terms of a harder sound for for, for what was happening in, the, in Europe and in the UK, perhaps.
3: Um, well, um, I don't know, actually. I mean, I'm sort of, I, I'm a, a punk guitarist, first and foremost, I suppose. Actually, no, I'm a rock guitarist. I was into Led Zeppelin, and I kind of slipped out of Led Zeppelin. Which question am I answering? Anyone Uh, you like. (laughs) uh, Okay, well, I'm talking about the 808 at the moment. Um, But my favourite band's used an 808, so I was really, really into Sisters of Mercy in 1982 or 1983. I don't know if I should really admit to that, but they had a member of the band called Dr. Avalanche, was it? And he was... A TR eight oh eight. So they gave the TR the TR eight oh eight was programmed by the singer whose name I can't remember. So. Andrew um, Eldridge That guy, yeah. He programmed the eight oh eight, but they credited the eight oh eight with this name. I think it's Doctor Avalanche. Um, so I heard the eight oh eight a lot, but didn't really know what it was. And I had a DR fifty five, which I tried. Oh, it looks count. like they
0: on here they called it a D, a, a DR fifty five. Was it was a Boss DR fifty five Doctor Rhythm? I hate to. But that's Wikipedia. Oh, really? okay. That's Wikipedia. So that's...
3: Well, I had one we'll of go... those. I had a DR-55, and I tried to make it sound like Sisters of Mercy and spent ages doing that, and then all the digital stuff came out. So I bought a Korg DDM-2110, Oh, oh yes, I had one of them. They were ghastly. Which brilliant. Did you think no, so? No, I, I whacked know. it through a Yamaha R1000 reverb. That would be what I'd make the film about, actually. Yamaha R1000 <laughs> reverb, because uh, that was a game changer. Suddenly, someone came out with this digital reverb thing, which was cheap, and it sounded really good. And it sounded mm. nothing like all of those springy, bloody British spring things. Oh yeah, the with, Great British and, Spring. So, everything had uh, this kind of boing boing it (laughs) suddenly it's like you put a snare through an r1000 it was like wow that sounds like we're in the studio you know and it was affordable so I want to make my film about the Yamaha R1000. Oh, well, and, that's good. Uh, what about Marvin Gaye, though, Sexual Healing? That was an 808, wasn't it? That was that's probably one of early the... Early on, I it?
0: think that was, yeah. I don't know what year that yeah. was, but yeah, I think you might be right. See, that,
3: and, and I love that record as well. Having said that, I was sort of goth and I was into, like, Sisters of Mercy. I also mm. loved that record. And then I sold my DDM-110 to get a TR-909, so I never didn't know what the 909 was until quite late in the game. Before the house thing happened, I suppose, and yeah. then got really popular because the kick's really good.
0: I I think you're onto something there. I, I, I as in uh, Cresshead in the chat yeah, room the said house. that SPX ninety. Yeah. I would te- I would go with the SPX ninety because that was yeah. the first ma- m- uh, mass produced professional perceived professional quality. Do you remember you used yeah. to go into major studios and they'd have racks of them. They'd have like eight. Yeah, and that that was yeah. one of the first. It didn't do multi effects well, at the same time.
3: Yeah. Uh, the early re- you, If you used early reflection on one and then used some kind of room or something on another, you could create a really lovely sense of space, and it was good on snares. But I still think the R1000. Is, <laughs> we
0: could do maybe SPX90 and the R1000. Gaz, <laughs> <laughs> you're keen to come in.
4: Uh, I am keen because somebody at F Nord said the Casio SK1. Oh. And I just thought that, that oh, actually yeah, would yeah, make yeah. a great film in a way, wouldn't it? Because that is. <laughs> That's a really influential piece of kit.
0: I suspect the 808 w- was easier to pitch because of the stars involved in uh, in the <laughs> it, who were prepared to queue up and eulogise about it. Whereas the, uh, the, the 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 Casio may not have quite the same A list
1: <laughs> pull. You know, do you know what you know what happened though with the 808? So you had the CR68, the 78, so you had the early kind of Roland stuff, and then the 78 was the kind of first programmable thing. That was the in the air to the night. Uh, But the programming was kind of really duff, so everybody was kind of waiting for the next thing, and it was like, you know, we need a kind of proper programmable, which the 808 was. But it still had those sounds, so then it got used by... And I mean, literally, after it was used for something like Lady in Red, that was it. It was finished. No one ever... And how annoying is that cowbell? So they just died. <laughs> they died a death. And people like the the pop star dudes, the rock stars, were just the, the aristocracy, as we call them around here. Nice. Um, they were just punting them out for like 200 quid, you know, 100 yeah, quid know. and stuff like that. I bought a CR78, which was ex-Genesis. And it was something like kind of 200 quid, because they were all getting ready for the 808 to come out. And then... The kids picked them up, and that's what I find fascinating. It's why I made that comment about, you know, in the Odyssey video, is that what happens is it gets cheaper and a new generation pick it up and just use it completely in a totally different way. When I heard, you know, stuff like Planet Rock and the stuff that was coming out of Chicago in those days, initially I hated it because I was like, A, it was so unmuso, B, that fucking cowbell was all over it, which yeah. drove me insane. I mean, what was that? Joyce Sims, all in all, when that came out, I was like, oh no. And then I started going to the right clubs and maybe perhaps indulging in the but right. You, the the Cowbell who spoke to you. Shit.
3: That's because you're well, a The Cowbell has always irritated
1: the crap out of me. But I love this idea of somebody, <laughs> you know, this younger generation with none of this kind of old baggage, just going, uh, how does this work? And just kind of punching stuff into it and going, that sounds yeah. cool whack the tempo up, I can dance to it. And that was always our joke back in the day, you know, if any... Because, you know, like Bath, I grew up in an area where there were loads of rock stars. Every time I'd go down to the studio and they'd play me something, it was like, flip it on 78, I might be able to dance to it. <laughs> and that's where all of this came from. Maybe true, maybe true. There you go. Historic lesson.
0: Yes, thank you very much. Um, that Yes, cable. there's some... There's, uh, I'm just trying to... 30 years from now, uh, Slapat says... So, In the chat room, uh, Rhythm Wolf the movie, that'll be be one to look forward to. (laughs) Perhaps doesn't have quite the same pedigree yet as the 808, but there's still plenty of time. You know, we've got another 30 years that we could wait before it becomes a classic. Who knows? Um, But anyway, if you want to see it and you are on South by Southwest, good luck to you. And uh, as I said in my article, I think better take some sandwiches because I've heard the food queues are enormous down there. So uh, um, it's on at the um, – where was it? I've got it here. Uh, It's on at the – Alamo Lamar, uh, eleven twenty South Lamar Boulevard, uh, which I think, and I think I don't know if it's a public thing or whether or not. I imagine they've sold out, but I, I, I think you can go and hang out in Austin and see bands and stuff. But if you want to go to the show, the minimum price is eight. It's nine hundred bucks. You know, it's quite a, quite a chunk of change to go down there and party for a week. And I'd imagine with all those cocktails, you're going to rack up a hell of a bill, and probably some sort of Medicare is going to be required at the end of it as well, just to sort of maybe transfuse your blood or whatever it is you might need to do to clean yourself up after such an experience um i've never been but i would quite like to go but perhaps not this weekend um uh yes what's the time oh it's 10 past five i think that probably uh, yeah that means we've kind of used the uh, the topics that haven't been hanging around at the bottom of the list for, for weeks and weeks um but i want to say thank you very much to everybody thank you very much to our uh um, sponsors, uh, Isotope. If you want to check out the Isotope Iris 2, uh, go to isotope.com forward slash iris and you'll be able to download a ten day free demo. Or alternatively you of course you can enter the competition. I think I've said that before but I'll say it again. Uh, you have to tweet the hashtag morphing modulation to at Sonic State and at isotope inc and you will be uh picked from the um, the variety of winners the, the, of entries uh, randomly to receive your prize. So, thank you very much. And also, thank you, all my guests, for joining us. Uh, we'll start over there with uh, Mr. Rich Hilton in uh, sunny, not snowy, snowy anymore. Or is it uh, cleaned up and spring like yet?
2: It's melting. Does that mean it's we've got mudslides mel- to look forward to? Uh, just a lot of water around. Uh, fortunately, the nights haven't been cold, so it hasn't been freezing. But, uh there's still plenty of snow out there. It's just melting. It's getting nice and warm now. Excellent. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Rich. Appreciate thank it you.
0: as ever. And also, Mr. Mark GQ Tinley there uh, over in uh, Glastonbury, <laughs> thank you very much for joining us as well. Uh, yeah, much appreciated.
3: I'll launch my own perfume later on this evening. Your, your own
0: <laughs> essence. Yes, what a, yes. a fantastic idea. Um,
3: yeah. Actually, did you... Because uh, Sonic State aftershave. How about that? <laughs> We could do
0: that. After shave, after show, excellent. We can yeah. do, there's all sorts of word punnery we can do on that. You ask, but your bandwidth is much better this week. The, uh, it's, I, I know what you've done, but it worked, whatever it may be.
3: I don't know what I've done either. I, they did say on the thing when we signed up that it would take two weeks to stabilize. God knows why. So maybe we've stabilized. They've
0: analysed your traffic and allowed you to have Skype calls.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, not thinking about it. Our son's been banned from his computer this evening because he did something naughty earlier on, so maybe that's it. Ah, well, that's possible. Watching videos is what throws it out.
0: It could be. It could be. Anyway, Mark, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, You're very welcome. Much pleasure. And also, Dave Spears over there in his sepia synth cave. Thank you very much for joining us too. Look,
2: it's
1: modular. Well, it's not really modular, but it's sort of modular. Oh, it's got got a little... This weird little thing, and then you can kind of... Poke that in places and make. Do you know what they do? Not really. There is an instruction manual, but that's
0: dull, isn't it? Really? What's the uh? What? Out of interest, has it got some kind of known uh, synth chip in there, or is it? You know, is it just a um something like you know?
1: Don't know. Do you know you who you made press it? For... These buttons, and you get a constant note, and then you press that one, and it goes. It's like a
0: not so pocket operator. It's mental. I like it. Like, uh, do you know ma- do you know who made it for them? Because they had they had somebody Oh that's <laughs> There you
2: go.
0: That's a hit right there. Quick, yeah. I'll, I'll capture that, I'll stick it straight on Bandcamp.
1: Put it so, on a floppy.
0: <laughs> so uh, did
1: you know who made that for them? Did they I ever no uh oh, interesting No Chris Chris kind of handed it to me the other day and went, you know... And I went, oh, oh <laughs> hold on! I've got
0: a late comer for the uh, piece of the, for the film, the Tasman Porter Studio. Now that was revolutionary. That's oh, a good, yeah. that's a good, a good call. Oh, yeah. good call there, uh, Sonic One Seven Six. Very good call. Uh, anyway, but uh, yes, thank you very much. And oh, uh, we'll say goodbye to Mr. Gaz Williams, who's there in Bristol in his base garret, as I said, basement. <laughs>
4: I can't remember what um, I called it. Qu- question: Just to see if anyone can help me out with the SQ1 driving the uh, micro brute Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't work. R- meaning, at the moment, I can play it if I hold the keys down. Yeah. But uh, it won't play without the keys pressed down at the moment. But sometimes it does. Sometimes it, it works. It might be. It might be to do with the gate
0: length because there's a gate knob on the uh, SQ1, which I noticed yeah. when I was driving QT. the when I was uh, driving the uh, Air, um, the MS20 desktop. Yeah. If you had that in the wrong place. It would just it would just trigger it. It wouldn't trigger, or it would trigger uh, one note as mm-hmm. opposed to many. So it might be tinkering with that might make a difference.
4: Yeah. Okay. Because I found it really, I don't know why. Once I get it working, it seems to just keep working. But then when once I stop, uh, I can't. I haven't figured out what it is that gets it opening again. I don't. I, I am sending. I am sending gate, and it's coming from the CV1 gate out into the gate in of the. Uh, of the uh, is it, is it in
0: sequence mode or are you playing it note for note sort of thing? The, the microbrew,
4: it's pl- it's, pl- it's playing, it's playing, but it's uh, it... ah. <laughs> was that you? But... <laughs> that was Dave, <laughs> <laughs> but it won't uh, it won't last. I, I don't so. know,
0: I, as the answer to that, I'm um, they tried boosting mm. the signal, so maybe it's. I... Mm. Um, I don't know if you can set the polarity on the uh, SQ10, uh, SQ1 um, gate, and that might need to be set each time. I don't know. Okay. okay. Anyway, anyway guys, thank you very thank much you. for joining thank us. You. Dave's going to be do something. <laughs> it sounds like an animal, doesn't it? It's a buckler. It's a chicken. <laughs> has that got reverb on it, or has you, have you put reverb on Of course I've
1: put a reverb on it.
0: Yeah, it's the only way it's ever going to sound any good, isn't it?
1: I'll tell you what it is. It's an EMP100. I found it. That's talk about 80s, piece of uh, junk. (laughs) That's the reverb. It's really cool. It sounds like 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like one of those little half-rack things.
0: Well, there we go. Well, anyway, thank you very much. Thank you very much, everybody, sponsor-wise and uh, and, um, everything else-wise. I'm now going to fade to black, and we'll see you all soon.